I'm CJ. And this is Harry Potter Movie Minutes. The podcast where two friends break down the movies of the wizarding world in excruciating detail and obnoxious commentary. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Okay, you ready? I'm ready! (laughs) Okay, let's fucking do this. All right, so. Let's do it. (laughs) We left off. Last week, the great, like, uh, cliffhanger was the music was building, and Hermione says, the weapon, Dumbledore's weapon. Like, okay, great. So we have now the frazzled Umbridge, I said, who looks so fried out, which I kind of love. She's been, like, exploded around with fireworks and shit. Oh, my um, God. Yes to her hating the bugs in the forest. Like, this is me anytime I'm forced to go outside. <laughs> I love her. The only question about that, too, is, like, why is there a fly bothering her this late at night? Wouldn't it be like a gnat this time of night? Like, usually it's not like flies that late. <laughs> okay, we might be getting down into like slightly <laughs> too granular details here. There's nothing too small for this podcast. Fuck. There's a fucking bug in the forest. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, the bugs are coming after her. I'm like, all right, whatever. Harry and Hermione are whispering to each other that um, Hermione is suddenly improvising this whole situation. Um, they arrive at the enclosure where Grop should be to find that Grop is not there and he's gotten out of his findings. At this Yo, point, I'm sorry. This giant broken rope is fucking hilarious. I don't remember if I commented on it when we met Grop because I've blocked out that whole experience. Sure. But I cannot get over how funny it is that Hagrid just tied him up with a big rope. <laughs> like in the book, he's literally pulling trees out by the root for fun. Yeah. But the rope, that'll that'll hold him. That'll do it. <laughs> like it's almost as funny as like flashback to book four, dragons and wooden crates. <laughs> Oh, shit, I didn't even think about that comparison. God damn it, you're right. We're just, we're like, okay, it is what it, he broke out of the rope. It's fine. We got it. Again, we got it. We got it. We again, got it. again, this movie details, shut up. Shut up with the, shut up with the details. Just keep going. <laughs> shut up. Put it in. Shut up. Anyway, so grab it gone. Okay, grab it gone. At this point, Umbridge is catching on that they're lying to her and goes into a, a soliloquy about how she really hates children after discovering that they were trying to trick her. I... I don't even care that that line is not in the book. I've never identified so strongly with Dolores. You know, I really hate children. Um, fair. <clears throat> that is fair. I just, yeah, I feel that with every fiber of my being. That's fair, but you know what it reminds me of a little bit too is like back to when they were with Gilderoy. Gilderoy being like, hey, I'm a huge fucking fraud. Like, okay, tackle him. Like, okay, overtake him. <laughs> at this point, I was like, okay, at this point, like, you know what? Just fucking punch Umbridge and take her fucking wand, dude. Like, just just let's go. Like, she sucks. You know she sucks. She's fully admitting that she sucks. Take her wand, let's go. Anyway. Um, so slowly now at this point, we get the herd of centaurs approaching and Umbar- Umbridge walks her way behind the pair. <laughs> so she starts to care and lecture the centaurs. But she can't be here according to the ministry and about being a near human intelligence as <laughs> i wish they shoot at her which i thought was actually a great move yeah a solid mood i i agree i like that she steps behind them that's a classic karen move and she good. goes on her little racist rant but my question here that i only realized for the first time here is yes she stands behind them but I had to like skip back and watch it a couple of times because the first time I saw it, it almost looked like she stopped the arrow in front of Harry and Hermione. She did. And so it does have this mean, this moment of like, no, don't take me, take them. 
but then she does protect them, even if she's only just protecting herself. <laughs> Harry does yeah. duck, but like nobody's gonna duck to avoid an arrow, so that's just fucking stupid. Yeah. And so there is kind of this moment of still like, yes, she's a shitty person, but she didn't let him just get like shot between the eyes with an arrow. So I guess there's some re- redemption. I don't know. Why am I trying to defend Dolores? <laughs> I was gonna say it's like it, I, I felt like it was more self-preservation. Like I don't want an arrow coming anywhere near me. Yes, that's probably more accurate. I appreciate yeah. that. But still, um, I just wrote the two. I wrote she hurls racist slurs at them, <laughs> and a spell of incarcerus, which um, I just it just straight up chokes out one of the centaurs. Um, it's a very, yeah. un- it's, it's a very uncomfortable moment, both the moment of <laughs> strangling this man you've decided to Karen on, and then the CGI itself, just uncomfortable. Well, okay. Um, so here's the thing. Yeah. When the CGI is not interacting with live actors, right. I don't mind it. Like all the centaurs on the hill think it looks pretty great. Yeah, that's but fine. Then the one collapses in front of Hermione and it's like, we are in two different worlds right now. Well, the same thing. I was like, okay, cool. From a distance, I don't care. They look like imposing. I'm happy to see. Oh, oh no, he's too close to me. Oh no, I don't like it. Um, yeah. I wrote CGI caveman horses. Right. Do, do they look like they have fangs here? Yeah. Like, that almost look like a, a vampire hybrid. Like, it's... Uh, mm, yeah. I know that they're meant to be more menacing because it's not, like, a sweet, kind, gentle situation. And we don't have the whole story about how friends came to teach at the school and right. heard, like, kicked him out and, like, kicked him in the chest and were, they, he was lucky to be alive and all that shit. But, like, why do they look like... Why do they have fangs? Right. We don't, like, we didn't know what to do with them. <laughs> mm. It's like, but also horses don't have fangs. So what are we doing? Right. Like, if we're trying to impose horse features on a human face, why fangs? Like, it'd be why more fangs? like buck teeth. <laughs> like, Give I, very sweet and kind eyes. Sure. Long faces. You've met people in real life who have, like, a horse face. So basically, Hermione is trying to make her stop choking this fucking centaur out. But I do like that it feels like Umbridge has this moment of like, oh, yes, I'm back in control. I will have order. Like this moment where she feels like, yeah, I'm back in control. Fuck you guys. I'm a ministry employee. And then Graf literally pulls that away from her, which I wrote down. Graf finally proved what point there is to Grop. Of- <laughs> yes, this is the only purpose that he serves. <laughs> I I want to piggyback on that and back up just a little bit. Yeah. Because Imelda's performance here, I know, we warned you at the beginning of the season that this was going to become an Imelda Stan account. And, Absolutely. And that's all it is because her performance here is so stunning. You see this woman struggling through her fear and through her, like, even th- there, I feel like there's a layer there of, like, I know that what I'm about to say is going to infuriate you, but I am empowered to Mm -hmm. say this as a ministry official. So I'm going to say it and I'm going to make my racist points clear. And, but like just the, the lip quivers, the way her voice shakes. um, And and even in that moment when she says, I will have order and her voice goes up an octave and it's like, Oh my God, you are perfect. Can we be friends? I can't wait to watch her play the queen on the crown. So I did like 
grabbed a swinging picking her up and swinging around i said well the caveman and caveman centaurs try to get to her i don't think i've ever noticed before that they're trying to like get her while he's swinging her around yeah um <laughs> and then i feel like in the book we get told that like grab gets shot a lot gets like a barrage of arrows and they okay. fight yeah yeah this is my book bitch about oh, this scene go. Because Grop is so fucking chill in the movie. Yeah. He's he like gets shot and he's like, Oh, you want her? That's what I wrote. Right, I wrote he went he went, nah bitch, and just dropped her. Here you go. <laughs> so, first of all, in this book he speaks almost entirely in all caps <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And he also only arrives after the centaurs have hauled off Dolores. The centaurs then turn on Harry and Hermione. Oh, right. And are like, they're almost adults. We gonna fuck you up too. That's right. And then Grop comes in and is like, we're Hagger. <laughs> Hagger. Hermie, we're Hagger. Yeah. <laughs> and then, said he's the hero. Yeah. yeah. And then the centaurs turn on him and there's this like whole full battle that ensues. And that is what allows Harry and Hermione to escape. Yeah. We couldn't do any of that complexity because that would be, you know, interesting. So instead we did <laughs> the herd closing in around uh, Dolores and she begs Harry to tell them, Potter, tell them that I mean no harm. And Harry gets this really great line in as, <laughs> of, I'm sorry, Professor, I must not tell lies. Yeah. Another line added for the movie that I'm not at all mad at. Like that, that, that was great writing. It wasn't in the book? No. At least not at this point. No, you're right. It's later that he chose like fudge the of his yes. hand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you're right. later. Yeah, it's something like I I haven't forgotten. Or oh, that's like that. that's I think seven. It's actually, even goddamn, that's seven. That's when um the new uh scrimjower comes and sees yeah. and he says, "I haven't forgotten how the fuck I was treated by Umbridge." Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, mind. man. Yeah. Never mind. Okay. <laughs> I just said whatever. So this bitch gets carried off in the woods. <laughs> bye bye now um hermione makes eyes at grop which i actually kind of thought was cute like they had this like, kind of still cute connection um and tells him thank you yeah he doesn't say hermie though in the movie no he doesn't no but she just he doesn't goes, speak i don't think at all in the movie oh my god no he doesn't um so hermione is sweet to grop and tells him thank you as harry remembers that they're supposed to be on a fucking mission to save sirius anyway right, um that <laughs> they hustle out of the woods and meet up with Ron, Ginny, Neville, and Luna on the bridge, who escape the goon squad by giving them puking pastels. Um, I kind of like this moment, though. It's actually kind of cute. And now that I saw that the stores of sweets were in her office. Yes, I like it more now. Now I like it more. I'm like, oh, this makes sense. Because um, I, Ron is so cute and cocky and confident in this moment. And I, yes. I really appreciate them giving this moment to Ron. Yeah. But I... I also, I'm not going to say I like it better, but I also like in the book that the four of them use skills that they learned in Dumbledore's army to get away. And it's like, this is something that we developed together, that uh, an ability that we worked on and practiced together, uh, and we executed it in a moment where we needed it. But I get it. It's fine. It still works. Do they not use It still works. Crystals? They didn't no. use them in... No, they curse them. She is a bad bogey hex and shit like that, right? Mm -hmm. oh, and there's okay. a, there are, I don't know, there are a couple of things that a are thrown things. around. But yes, it ends with Ginny throwing a bat bogey curse at uh, Malfoy. Right. I just like that Hermione finally says, that was clever, Ron. I'm like in a cute, like, oh, wait, I appreciate you. <laughs> You're also clever moment. It's, 
it makes me think of um, is it in seven where he goes always the tone of surprise yes <laughs> yes like, oh yeah yeah this is a common thing in your relationship isn't it but it's very it's cute it made me happy we gave ron some like oh yeah ron's good at things like, yeah we keep ron has around. a personality yes uh, which we could we are going to quickly ruin in the next scene but we'll talk about that in a minute right. um so they're on the bridge and Harry kind of tries to shake the crew and they ask if they, how they're going to get to London now to help save Sirius. And Neville gives them some sass about like, I thought this was like a real thing we were doing, trying to help each other with Dumbledore's army. Um, so Harry kind of acquiesces and says, sure, how are we going to get to London? Luna suggests they fly, of course. So, and now we're at the festivals. Yay. Okay. I have to, I have to just say something about Neville here though. Um, his beer belly here has always bothered me. <laughs> it's very like trying to assign an old man to a young man. Yes. Well, it's uh, it's obviously fake. Mm -hmm. And the issue is that like generally a 15-year-old boy doesn't gain weight like that. No. Doesn't gain weight in that way. Like, you sure, some, you know, some, ch I was a chubby kid, uh, gain weight, but not in that like relaxed area. thrusted forward beer belly kind of way it, it's always stuck out to me um and bothered me although it definitely doesn't bother me as much as matthew lewis's glow up because wow <laughs> like they they had to ugly him up that was part of his character but then he it. did that like photo shoot for attitude and was like hey i'm an adult i've got abs and also here's me in tidy whities Woo! okay okay then flooded the basement neville um i hate you but yes thestrals <laughs> i hate you i can't come back from that um yeah the, the thestrals i'm like i'm sorry i just love that we love in these movies i said we love an aerial shot no explanation no we starting point shot. no where we came from no where we're going just we're flying don't worry about it we're flying yeah uh i will give them credit for cutting this out because there is the whole like the five of them like march six of them six of them march into yeah. the forest and they find the thestrals and then they have to wait for two more and there's a whole argument of like well we're go ahead and we'll wait you wait behind and no i'm not gonna wait behind and it's like nah, just get on the fucking thestrals and get out of there <laughs> right and they're supposed to be covered in blood harry and hermione from grop yes which attracts them yeah grop doesn't get bloody because we shoot him once yeah so Whatever. Yeah. We're on Thestrals and we're flying to London. Don't worry about it. Anyway, I said, however. I, go, go ahead. I said, however, Luna is very cute how serene and happy she is when she's flying hers. It's very I cute. was just going to say, I love that they make <laughs> Luna look like she does this every day because that is straight out of the book. Like, I do love this. <laughs> but also, can you imagine how miserable it would be to fly hundreds of miles that way? Hundreds of miles and you can't see what you're holding on to. Right. My God. Only three of the six of them can see what they're on. Yeah. What? Yeah. But again, Thestral's incredible work, CGI team. I think they're beautiful. Yeah. I I skipped back and watched this a second time because I think it's gorgeous. But again, speaking of <laughs> pedal to the metal, we are in London. On, oh, we're at the ministry. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Don't there was no, like, we're going to land. Nothing. We're going to go through the entry. Gonna... We are just <laughs> there. Don't worry about where the horses go. But Don't like you said, we gotta in. we gotta go. We've already gone through this thing, so we know. I kind of get where they're coming from. Like we already went through the process of getting into the ministry, so we know how they did it. Yeah. Mm. We're setting up that Harry has seen so much of the ministry in his dreams that we can just yeah. skip forward. We know where we're going. Like, but also we miss the 
the magic in the in the phone booth and we miss the the visitor it doesn't matter okay so now we're walking through the department of mysteries where i do enjoy the dragon heads overhead did you catch those mm-hmm. like gargoyles almost yes which i'm like is this my thing now like i just like the, the stone things that protrude in scenes uh, apparently that's like my thing now <laughs> that's okay i love that for you i'm happy with it anyway um now we're in the very dark room with all the glass spheres or prophecy snow globes as i'm going to call them from now on so this is where i i'm more upset like i didn't need to see getting into the ministry again but we were totally robbed of the like room with the spinning doors and the yeah. blue candles yeah. the glass tank full of brains yeah the case full of time turners, like the first introduction to the veil. All of this happens before they even get to the Hall of Prophecies. Yeah. Hall of Pro Prophecies looks very cool though. Well done. It is very cool, but like, it just feels like exactly like the hospital. You know what I like to have seen? The fucking hospital and the different departments in the hospital. Yeah. It would have been cool in the ministry. The fucking different departments and the departments of ministry. Ugh, it gets fine. So now, so in the um, glass spheres <laughs> and prophecy snow globes, um, Harry's counting the rows only to find that Sirius is not where he thinks he's supposed to be. But Neville did find a snow globe with Harry's name on it. I said, I'm sorry, fucking where? I looked at the scene a few times. I didn't see Harry's name written on that. Did you? Yeah, I also stopped it. And you can like maybe kind of make it out if you know exactly what you're looking for, but not You can make out really. the initials. Yeah. Not Harry's name. So there's that, my first grievance. I said, Which also, it's supposed to be his initials, mind you. Yeah, HP and uh, DL or something, Dark Lord, and then the civil, uh, AP, Alfred, Wolfric, what, like his initials and civils. Like it's supposed to be that whole fucking thing. Here's my thing, we don't see that. Second problem with this, see that I've never really noticed before. Neville is looking up at the prophecy, right? Mm -hmm. Neville. He's looking up saying, who's hey, much there's... taller. Who's much taller than Harry? Thank you. Next thing we see, Harry looking up at the same shelf, camera angles coming down at Harry, looking up at the shelf. All of a sudden, Harry, shoulder length, <laughs> can grab the prophecy. I'm like, I'm sorry. We did yeah, a few. Yeah, that shelf definitely changes height. <laughs> it lowered for him <laughs> to get the prophecy. I'm it's like, magic. Oh, sure. I don't think shelves move, but all right. But I just feel like we have some continuity shit here, but okay. The only problem I had really here too is Harry, when he grabs a prophecy, is it doesn't glow. It lights up a little bit. But aren't we told in the books that it like glows? It gets warm in his hand, right? Like a wand kind of. He does say that it's warm in his hand. I don't remember it glowing, but you could be right. I thought it did. I thought it like glowed warm in his hand when he first heard it. Like when it was speaking to him and then got dim. So it doesn't speak to him in the book. Oh, not until it crashes. That's right. Yeah. Okay. That's a total thing that they just decided to throw into the movie. True. So for the movie's sake, as soon as Harry grabs this prophecy snow globe and does start speaking to him and giving him like a partial regurgitation of Trelawney's prediction which was neither can live all the other survives basically talking about like yeah look we don't need to hear the prophecy here especially not just part of it no and not in this moment where i can't pay attention to this like i can't i can't care about this right now like i'm worried about serious i'm worried about their mission and all that shit like i can't care about what is this thing saying yeah it, it says spt to apw bd 
Dark Lord and question mark Harry Potter. It does say his name. Wow. Oh, it does. Okay. But in the movie, does it? Let me find a freeze frame. That tag, I couldn't see anything. Yes, that's a tag. I mean, it's really nondescript. Thank you. Like, it's kind of there, but it's it's not really there. Ooh, it looks better in that one. Hold on. Somebody, like, did some, not necessarily color correcting, but... Put, like, a filter on it. Like, oh, exposure. You, you can kind of see it with that. But in the movie, watching it at a glance. No, absolutely not. Thank you. So I was like, I'm sorry, what? Like, how would Neville have seen this? Like, So, in the book, Ron actually sees it. And oh, yeah. Harry thinks or hopes that he's found some clue about where Sirius is. And mm. so that's kind of where my mind is. Like, everyone was looking for clues. They're looking around and, like, you know how that goes if you scan over something and you think you see a name and it's like, oh, wait, what? Okay, it's but I just, wrote, I just wrote in this moment, though, like, it's so dark, number one. And, like, there's so, like, there's so much adrenaline pumping through them. Are they really reading shit? I'd be looking around going, am I going to fucking die in this moment? I feel like sometimes we don't want anything that happens in these movies to happen. <laughs> <laughs> We're like, this would never have happened. This is ridiculous. But also, these are these are movies based on some books okay well all right fine let's move forward <laughs> you're right um, it's very hard to see it's probably unlikely that they would have noticed it and had it not been placed right at the end of that aisle would they have gone walking down the aisle and noticed it doubtful right maybe neville got lucky he's like i'll look at the end of the aisle we're supposed to be at and i will read maybe go. he got lucky I don't, I don't know anyway what happens now is uh-oh i said now here's lucius malfoy in a new and improved death eater mask that does not scream when take yeah off. We got an upgrade on the masks. We Apparently sure Dr. Doom made them. Is that from? You don't know the Fantastic Four? No. Oh, my God. Um. No, 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 no. You need to back up because Chris okay. Evans as Johnny Storm was my I literal haven't... sexual awakening. <laughs> the first one is glorious. The second one is a beautiful disaster. Mm. And the remake is okay. Fantastic Four from 2005? Yes, that one. Yeah, I have it downloaded because I haven't watched it. I've never seen it. Okay, you need to because again, okay. Chris Evans, Johnny Storm, Sexual Awakening. Okay, I'll I get still back feel to you. things. I just I'll watched it a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> anyway, the villain in that, his name is Doctor Doom, and he has a mask much like this. Okay, I'll fill this out. Anyway, so he's got that new and improved mask, which is yeah, Doctor Doom. It's it's creepy. It's weird. It's shiny now. I'm like okay cool it doesn't doesn't smoke off it doesn't scream good for them anyway so he tells harry that boldy wanted him there to show him the vision of sirius he's very kind of calm i like the scene a lot with jason isaacs because he's very calm and like explaining things to him and trying to keep things cool so but up comes glorious bellatrix bellatrix lestrange from the background with her intro of he knows how to play itty that... bitty baby cackle that eye bulge that cackle before she even says anything and i agree with you jason isaacs here is a master class in playing the charming charming villain so good it's he's just, so good he's at like trying so... to downplay we're all good but bellatrix we're is like doing the control of the situation it's a it's a very cute like good cop bad cop vibe oh yeah they've got going vibe. on here yeah bellatrix is just like perfect though 
Like, she's a phenomenal. No notes. Um, she is. She's perfect. I wow. Absolutely. Wow. So, so things start to kind of start to amplify here. Lucia starts to calm everybody down. Now we start to realize that more Death Eaters are surrounding the the group of students, and Lucius is trying to feed on Harry's curiosity, I guess, to distract him from it all. Like he's trying to say, "Wouldn't you like to know what happened to you? Wouldn't you like to know what you came from?" Blah blah. blah. Mm-hmm. Um, Harry kind of pretends to buy into it, which I liked. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is straight out of the book. In the book, uh, Lucius is a little less, well, charming, I guess is the word that I used a little while ago. Yeah. He's a little more direct and a little more forceful, but he does play this card of, um, well, at first they don't believe that Harry doesn't know what it is. And then when they realize, they're like, wait, Dumbledore never told you? Right. Right. And then he goes into this same thing. So I, I do appreciate that we're kind of going down the same path. Um, but like you said, it's escalating quickly. And in the book, Lucius is also very slowly losing control of the other Death Eaters. They're losing their patience and they just want to, you know, kill him and take the prophecy. Doesn't one of the Death Eaters try to like fire a spell off and he protects the kids? Yes. Yes. So he's stopping this shit. He's like trying to de- de-escalate it and try to like, let's all be cool. We're trying to get this common goal of we want the thing. Let's not hurt these kids, which I respect. And also Jason Isaacs. Oh, I think he would be totally fine with hurting them after they got the prophecy. I don't think it's like, let's protect the kids. I think it's like, we can't risk him dropping the prophecy once we get that, fucking kill him. Very true. So he's just very oily until he gets what yeah. he wants. Okay. Mm-hmm. I buy that. Okay. Which feels right. Yeah. So Harry kind of pretends to buy into this and he says, yeah, I've waited 14 years to know like the lore behind my survival. Um, but then he says, guess I can wait a little longer and shouts now to the group. I was okay with this except for what? In the book. I don't know. I don't know what you're going to say. Well, they, they don't say stupefy. They say reducto in the book. No, in the book, he's telling everybody quietly to smash shelves. Mm, yes, you're right. He's passing a plan on to everybody. So for him to just be like, now, I'm like, what? Nobody knew what the plan was. <laughs> I don't know what the plan was. <laughs> Did they know what the plan was? He's just going to like wait for it. I'm like, all right, whatever. So they all just fire up, you know, like you said, superfy spells and run for it. Um, I said, I don't love, somebody else talked about this. Who was our guest that talked about them being able to fly? Brock. That was yeah, we've talked about it a few times. This weird smoke flying thing, honestly, is so annoying to me. I wrote, why can they just smoke fly? I want the chase through the other rooms of the Department of Mysteries. I don't want this, let's smoky smoke around the Hall of Prophecies. I tried to justify it. I was like, maybe it's just like, remember in the fourth movie, they came down from the smoke of the snake? Mm-hmm. So, but then no i <laughs> said so then two seconds later I wrote, no they smoke fly they smoke fly they smoke fly i said well anyway we'll go back to that um they're all using their assorted training spells to fire the death eaters like uh luna uses levy corpus i said Corey, your favorite um <laughs> don't even know that spell yet damn it <laughs> and that's not what it's supposed to do anyway no on. and not fly them backward anyway um Jeffrey totalis um and then i said a very shrieked stupefy by ron and hermione which i hated this because we just gave ron like some good job ron like you gave them puking pastels and like you're doing a good job being like a good evasive like this is why you're part of the team stupefy 
Why? Why that delivery? You were just talking about how you would be so terrified you wouldn't know what to do. And now Ron acts terrified. And you're like, why are you better at this? He is better than me. He's been trained. Okay. I haven't. In my nightmares, I have not been trained. Okay. Anyway, we just... But I, I just feel like poor Ron being freaked out. But anyway, it's fine. It says stupefy, but it said Hermione. Apparently, this woman also knows non-verbal spells and levitates a bunch of yeah. orbs. I mean, I love that for her. But also, that's not something they start learning until year six. Thank you. <laughs> but I love that for her. <laughs> she can just do it anyway. So she's, she's checking prophecy snow globes with that guy, and then. The group all start to run into each other just as the Death Eaters, just as the Death Eaters are flying, swarming towards them, and Ginny uses her powerful Reducto spell to smash. So just all of the shelves. Just all of them. Just all of them. They yep. have to run like hell to not get crushed themselves. I feel like Which this is, is irresponsible. <laughs> it was irresponsible, but that's what they actually do in the books. As you said before, you know, they yeah. he whispers to them, smash shelves, and they all just cast a Reducto curse and fucking run for it. True. Anyway, so we're running from that. We run through a door. They all drop through that door, and the door shuts behind them, and that is it. That's a cliffhanger for the week. You got to see what happens next week now. Did we get a little callback, though, when Harry says, Get back to the door! (gasps) Get back to the poor key. Get back to the cup! Oh, shit. That hurts. I was like, aw. He's reliving his trauma. Oh, I hate you. Are you about to lose another friend? Oh, I hate you. Did you lead your friends into danger for no reason? Oh, I quit. Goodbye. Are you a fucking garbage human? (laughs) Yeah. You know, a couple episodes we talked about, like, are you a bad person? Yes. Yes. (laughs) Maybe. Actually, you You put five people in danger (laughs) for no fucking reason because you wouldn't listen to one of them. Oh, no. Anyway, fuck the patriarchy. Fuck the patriarchy. Let's let's end this junk. My God, this actually was more of a journey than I thought it was going to be. Twas. <laughs> My God. So anyway, what would you? <laughs> All right. So what would you gallop away into the forbidden forest like Umbridge? What would you get rid of? What would I get rid of? Yeah. Uh, the Doctor Doom masks. This is not the Fantastic Four. There's no Human Torch. Mm. There's no Invisible Woman. They're very nice. They're very nice masks. They're very nice masks. They don't. I just don't like them (laughs) at all. Fair. I never have. What about you? What are you hauling away into the forest? Um, I would get rid of the smoke flying. They shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. No. No, that's not a thing. I don't like it. I don't like it. They use it for the rest of the series, and I don't like it. I don't love it. What would you uh, keep on a shelf like a prophecy snow globe? Um. I said the CGI in like the second half of this chunk <laughs> because the Thestrals, great. Hall of yeah. Prophecies, beautiful. Yeah. What actually happened with Grop and the Centaurs? <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry about it, vague from the background. Don't worry about it. Like, Blurry. why was it that that was just like the one place where it did not come together, where it was like, look, we have a lot coming up. Just make it look all right. Yeah. I don't know. What are you going to keep on a shelf? Bellatrix was strange. Yes. My Helena God. Bonham Carter. 
like I've seen this movie a million times I've seen it I've watched it I've glanced up at it from my phone or whatever but I still stop and watch her say bitty baby butter like just her fucking delivery there I'm like dang she's creepy <laughs> like I gotta watch it every time it's, it's phenomenal yeah. I love it agreed all right what you got this week for a uh, puke puke so this is something that we've bitched about through this um this whole episode yeah well sort of so in the book we are taken through other parts of the department of mystery uh yeah. we know that the room that they enter into that goes spinny spin 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 that has all the blue candles right has 12 doors off of it um in the book we get to see six of those and those are and this is i'm taking this from um, mugglenet.com this is okay. an article um by angela goff uh go and check out mugglenet they've got a lot of really cool shit in there uh tell them we sent you and maybe they'll notice us that would be cool uh, we'd love to have one or several of them on the podcast um so one room that they that we get to see is the death chamber which is the uh essentially the auditorium or whatever you want to call it yeah uh, with the veil at the center yeah, of it the dice. we get to see the time room that we talked about earlier uh time turners and the bell that like turns the grown man's head into a baby yeah uh the space room we don't actually see but we hear about because they were floating around in it harry wasn't floating around in it which is why we don't see it um the memory room where ron is attacked by the brains uh the hall of prophecies that we just talked about a lot uh and then there is a locked room that they can't get through when they're exploring the other ones um which has been suggested that it's a room that's kind of focused on love so there's this whole idea that the department of mysteries are there is a department that explores all these different human things not necessarily human as in muggle but human as in wizard or muggle humanoid um, things that we all experience, things that we don't have an actual understanding of despite experiencing them. So from that list, we have love, we have foresight, we have memory, we have space, we have time, and we have death. So those are six. What are the other 12 doors? Or the other six doors, excuse me. <laughs> no. So we know that there's actually only five. We know that there's actually only five because mm -hmm. he comes in one door. Okay. So that counts as the eleventh door, or the seventh. Wow, I can't. I can't count. It's fine. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late at night. Okay, but I. What happens is there's a very little door that looks little, and they go inside of it, and actually everything is edible. And it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's the food department it's in the Department come of Mysteries. With me and you. In a world Actually, I feel like it. the Willy Wonka factory is a really good answer for that. <laughs> <laughs> because Behind one of the doors is just the Willy Wonka factory. There's That's a it. with wallpaper that, that tastes like snozzberries. Um, You're fine. Don't worry about it. Don't go any further. 
I don't like these concepts that you're del delving into pointing out. <laughs> I'm I'm so fascinated by the Department of Mystery, though. The yeah. idea that wizards are, are, are studying things that humans are trying to understand, that muggles are trying to understand, um, that there's a department that's legitimately focused on love, something that wizards don't have any control over. It feels very or death, area another thing that wizards don't have any control over, you know, yes. despite being magical. It feels very Area 51. Like, that's their department of, like, we're trying to explore things that we should probably, yeah. like, shouldn't yeah. really talk about, but, like, we can't really talk about. Don't worry about it. Don't they call the people that worked on there the unspeakables? Unspeakables, yes. Yeah. What a cool job. We talked last episode about, you know, where you go after Hogwarts and how to get a job. What kind of marks do you have to get to get into the Department of Mysteries? Turns out none. You just, you just have to be a slightly creepy boy. Oh, slightly creepy boy is going to grow up and work in the Department of Mysteries. You're done. You're in. Good for you. God, I... Interesting. So this this article that was published on MuggleNet uh, threw a couple of suggestions out there. Uh, and there were other aspects of human experience like fear, pain, and hate. Uh, so if there's a love room, why not a hate room? Yeah. Um, intangible aspects of existence, like truth and wisdom. And then the other suggestion was something directly related to magic, but wildly advanced, like alchemy, or even just the essence of magic itself. Trying oh, wow. to understand magic. Like where it all came from. Yeah. So yeah, like, that, is, that is a very Ravenclaw deep dive. But... Uh, it reminds me of antimatter from CERN. Yeah, absolutely. Like this is their lab to discover the beginning of all things. Oh God, I. So I'm with you now. Like I kind of want to see more of the Department of Mysteries. Like I want to yeah. see more things that go. Well, and I wish there. that we learned more of these things. A lot of this is stuff that we learned after all the books were written, and you know Pottermore had taken off, and the author was contributing to it regularly and giving us more information, and uh, we ate it up like the little bitches that we are. Like yeah. we continue to do. Hey, well. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So that's all for this week. Make sure you go out and you follow us everywhere you can follow us, which is the YouTube. You can see little clips every week. We're on TikTok. You're going to see the same clips on YouTube that you see on TikTok. And then also on Instagram. That's where you're going to get a lot of information. You're going to see some photos about things that we discussed. You're also going to see a breakdown of the movie minutes so that you can watch along with us if you would like to. Yes. Uh, we'd love to interact with you guys. So please reach out. Tell us everything you hate about what we hated. Uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll probably have a snarky comeback for you. And that would be really entertaining. I'd enjoy it. In addition to that, make sure that you rate and review us, follow us wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you next time. Okay, we'll see you next week. I love you. Bye. Freedom, beauty, truth, and love. Bye. <laughs>
I've, I've never had this for anything that I did. Even when I did Harry, she said something about even when I did Harry Potter, it was just sort of a lot of small people knew who I was. But yeah. then like Downton Abbey exploded. And now people want to like stay on her. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, that. sorry. Poor baby. Anyway, we'll, we'll talk about that when I go see the movie and then I'll see if it sucks me into the series. I'm sure it will. I can't stop myself. Um, it's a good watch.